Nothing in Jurassic World is natural. We have always filled gaps in the genome with the DNA of other animals. And you didn't ask for reality. You asked for more teeth. I never asked for a monster. Monster is a relative term. To a canary, a cat is a monster. We're just used to being the cat. This is Reviews by Jay, the podcast bringing you weekly episodes showcasing the latest in movie and television reviews, as well as my thoughts, opinions, and random chit-chat about pretty much anything on my mind. Hit that follow button and bell icon now, because I'm Jay Antonio, and it is time to talk about that film. Hello. Uh, Oh, wow, I'm losing my voice. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reviews by Jay. Guys, this episode is all about Jurassic World Dominion. And for those of you who know me, you would know that I'm obsessed with Jurassic Park. In my house, right now, I have a minimal Jurassic Park, like the original movie poster, but they've done like a minimal version of it on my wall. At my parents' house, there's a little theater that we built and there is a Jurassic World poster in there from the first Jurassic World film that came out a few years ago. And I have countless countless pop vinyls, mugs, merchandise, shirts, hats, everything. I am that Jurassic Park fan. So I wanted to sort of lead with this and preface this because in this episode, you're going to hear me fangirl a lot about this movie. Now, look, blatantly and upfront, it is being absolutely roasted by reviewers And I don't know why, because I had the time of my life in the cinema last night. As a a diehard fan of this franchise, I've watched Camp Cretaceous a million times. I'm obsessed with every little side project, all the fan films that come out on YouTube. So I am that fan, just for anyone who's kind of doubting where I'm at. I'm also the fan that listens to the original soundtrack which is literally just beautiful orchestral scored music by John Williams, just in the car when I'm driving. Like, I I love it. I love everything about the the movie, the franchise, and the family that it's created with all of us. Now, this movie, as I said, is being destroyed at the box office. It really is. People are saying that it's unnecessary, that it's over the top, that it's bloated, that it's X, that it's Y, that it's Z. But I loved it. I really, I really did. Now, I'm going to try and be as genuine in my scoring as I can. But because of the way that I score, which as you will all know by now is based along storyline, music, acting effects and editing. It's one of those things where I'm probably going to give it a higher score, but we'll see. So I'll try and keep this quick and short. So without further ado, I reckon let's jump on into the... Well, actually, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the plot. Let's go. It's review time. Okay, the plot. Okay, I actually think for the sake of this, let's take it back to the first Jurassic World film. So the first Jurassic World film came out like probably five or six years ago now, and it centered around the reopening of essentially Jurassic Park, except this time it was a working theme park. It had been open for a while. There was all of these really cool and, you know, beautiful looking dinosaurs, but the company had turned into, it was actually weird because it was, it's a Universal movie, but it was really kind of giving me Universal Studios vibes. But with any theme park, they need to do new things to bring in new guests and to keep momentum going and to make money at the end of the day. 
Which is why there's quite a few jokes in the movie around, like, Verizon presents. Like, it's really interesting because the only way that, or the way that they have decided that they can make money is to create dinosaur hybrids, right? Hybrid dinosaurs by meshing one DNA with another DNA of another dinosaur and creating just a species that never existed and wasn't ever meant to exist. So that was the premise of the movie. Now, obviously, this goes wrong. The dinosaur gets out and kills a bunch of people. Now, Chris Pratt's character in that movie said something that has actually really stuck with me. And it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> but he he said, they're dinosaurs. It's wow enough. And that is exactly how I feel about Jurassic Park. They're dinosaurs. It wows me and that's enough. That's, that's exactly what the point was. Because he was trying to argue to Claire Deering that... Why do we need to create these hybrids? Why do we need to do all of this work? Why do we need to do all of this stuff? And by the way, Claire Deering is Bryce Dallas Howard's character in Jurassic Park, who is essentially the the director of the Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World. Sorry, she is in charge of it. It's her her park to run, basically. So they bring in Chris Pratt's character Owen Grady, um, and this particular person is designed to essentially sign off on this hybrid called the Indominus Rex. Now the Indominus Rex gets out; it's a big nightmare, PR disaster. At the same time, of course, uh, Claire Deering's ne- uh, nephew, sorry, are running around the park, like interacting with the dinosaurs and trying to get out of the way. Oh, it's a disaster, but it ends quite well. And I, that film, I have probably watched that. I, I'm not going to lie here. I've probably watched that end to end maybe 20 times. It's like my comfort movie that I put on. I can put it on in the background while I'm doing work. I can put it on and actually sit there and watch the whole thing because I'm obsessed. I love everything about it. Everything about it is is such a beautiful movie for me, in my opinion, and my personal sort of opinion, because it's a comfort movie. Jurassic Park is a comfort movie the same way this is a comfort movie. So then, the sequel, Fallen Kingdom, takes place a few years later. The park is obviously now shut, and Claire Deering works for the Dinosaur Protection Group, DPG. And she's basically fighting to essentially rescue these dinosaurs because the volcano on the island where Jurassic World and Jurassic Park takes place is now active. It's about to erupt because why wouldn't it be? So the idea is that they need to get onto the island, get the dinosaurs off the island and bring them to the mainland. Yes, we're getting Lost World vibes from this movie, but that's essentially what they need to do. So they partner with a company. They go to the island, they get the dinosaurs off, and then it's revealed that this company is bad. They want the dinosaurs to create their own hybrids on the mainland and sell them. They've got this idea that dinosaurs can, you know, essentially uh, fight wars, win wars, do all of this stuff. So they've developed a way that they can point a laser at someone, at at, at, a target, and that these velociraptors, or in their case, these hybrid dinosaurs, will go and kill this thing. So that's the premise of the second movie. However, in the second movie, it's revealed that there is a clone, not only of a dinosaur, because these dinosaurs are all essentially cloned from old DNA that they've spliced together with frog DNA in the movies. Of course, it's not possible, but, you know, in the movie. But these dinosaurs are not the only clones. It is revealed at the end of Jurassic World's Fallen Kingdom, the second one, that Maisie Lockwood is a clone of her mother. So, we are verging on, is this okay? What are we stumbling into now? Because in Jurassic Park, in that universe, they have been doing dinosaur cloning now 
for decades, probably 30 years now, right? Over 30 years. It's the first time that there's a human clone. And naturally, the news gets out. And Jurassic Park... Uh, sorry, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom ends. And then this is where Jurassic World's minion starts off at. Because the plot of this movie is essentially... Let's protect Maisie. Because they, the bad guys, want to get her. Because she is cloned. She is key to how you would clone another human. Because it's obviously never been done. But it's also very like, oh my gosh, we can't do this. Because it's not ethically correct. Yada, yada, yada. Right? So there's that going on. There's also the fact that now dinosaurs exist in normal society. And the opening of this film really does such a great job of portraying how dinosaurs have have integrated with just four years, have integrated themselves into our environment. There's actually clips in a row, which uh, I can sort of share with you, but there's like clips in a row of essentially... um, these dinosaurs that are just living in on earth like living with us and they're on streets and they're in they're at weddings and they're taking you know all of that kind of stuff so it's one of those interesting things i think where you know uh, yeah I, i don't know it's it's a really really great opening i really enjoyed the opening of this movie Oh, anyway, this movie stars chris pratt as owen grady bryce dallas howard as claire deering and Laura Dern as Ellie Sattler, Sam Neill as Alan Grant, Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm, and introduces DeWanda Wise as Kayla Watts. Guys, when I tell you the nostalgia of this movie is real, it is real. If you're a fan of the very first Jurassic World, I suggest you go and see this because when I first saw Laura Dern on screen, I started to tear up. Then when she went to Sam Neill... Um, to to meet Sam Neill, I was literally sitting in my chair going, please don't cry because this is so beautiful. This is so, it's everything I've ever wanted in my life is to see these two reunited on the screen. Then when they finally get to the bad guy's lair, which is, <laughs> we'll talk about that, but it's weirdly like the Apple Park, which is very strange, but very Apple vibes. They are, uh, they're posing as the good guys, but actually they're the bad guys. Then they run into Jeff Goldblum and the three OGs are reunited on screen once more. And I genuinely can't tell you what an absolute pleasure, what an absolute honor and just how in awe I was of the original cast. They were just as incredible as ever. And the storyline is actually really good because the bad guys are not creating dinosaurs. Instead, the bad guys are creating a world famine problem. So it's kind of weirdly grounded in reality, because if you could bring something back and control the world's food chain and you were an evil corporation, wouldn't you do that? I mean, I would. I mean, if I was evil, I'm not evil, guys. Or am I? (laughs) No, I'm not. Or am I? Anyway, so let's jump in and start to actually talk about these ratings, because the movie itself is fantastic. Please go and see it. I really suggest that you do. It is ridiculous. Like, it is, but like, They're dinosaurs. Wow enough, right? Like, you don't need anything more. But I will just touch really briefly on the car, the car chase, the chase scene that takes place in Malta with Chris Pratt and Claire Deering and DeWanda Sykes, actually. DeWanda Sykes. DeWanda Sykes. DeWanda Wise. I'm so sorry. Um, It is 
probably one of the most tense and incredible chase scenes in any movie that I have ever seen. I actually cannot tell you how my heart was pounding. It gave me really serious James Bond vibes, weirdly enough. If you've seen the last James Bond film, um, you'll actually remember there's a scene where he's on a motorbike riding through this sort of city Somewhere in Europe, I think it is. Um, this is exactly the same thing. They they don't have music in this scene. It comes in later on, but it starts off with just a plane chase scene, except the things being the things doing the chasing are dinosaurs. So that was it's incredible. I I actually think I'm gonna go see it again because I just want to see that scene again. It was so magnificent. It was so beautifully done. It was really good. Really, really good. Okay, let's jump in and we'll talk about some ratings. Time to rate that film. Alrighty, so you know that we do storyline, music, acting, effects, and editing here as part of our rating scale. Now, let's t- let's like over there. I can't even speak. Let's touch on storyline. I can't believe I'm not going to re-record that. Let's touch on storyline. So the storyline um, is fantastic. It's actually a really good way to bring everyone back in, especially to make the original cast feel super meaningful. And I think part of that storyline was trying to decide, well, what are we actually going to do in this movie? So because it does actually feel like quite a large departure from the third movie that the second movie actually set up, which I know sounds a bit weird to say, but essentially the second movie set up this movie, set up the third movie. Oh my gosh, I've said movie a hundred times now. I'm so sorry. It sets up this film that essentially is going to be based around Maisie. The human clone, right? That's the vibe that you get from the second movie. Now, this one starts, and it's actually not the case. They only now, they only need Maisie because she's the key to stopping something else that they've created. So, it's like they kind of were like, "Mm, we could go down that path, but we're not going to. And then they flipped it. Which, to be honest, I wasn't mad about because I wasn't a huge fan of the introduction of a human clone in the series. The movie is called Jurassic Park, not human park. So I was kind of more hoping for dinosaurs, which is exactly what we got in the third film. The only thing I will comment on about the storyline is that in every other movie, the dinosaurs felt like an integral part of the movie. They felt like a character in the movie. Whereas in this one, they're actually not. In this one, which I think is where it does fall a little bit flat, if I'm being genuinely honest, the dinosaurs are just there. They're not doing anything, but given that dinosaurs are are a part of the world now, they're like dogs and cats and and horses and cows. They're just a part of the world. It kind of actually makes sense because in the last five movies, the dinosaurs were not a part of the world. They're not supposed to be there. And in this one, they are there. They are not supposed to be there, but they are. So you can't really argue with it. And I think if that's what they were trying to go for, then they nailed it. But I I feel like that's not what they were trying to go for. So not sure. So in terms of the storyline, I think I'm going to go with a solid seven for the ratings, which is not bad. You know, anything above a five, I think is pretty decent. So it's out of 10. And then, of course, we do the little ratio. I keep calling it a ratio. I don't know what the hell it is. But a solid seven for storyline. Now, let's shift gears into music. As you all know, I am obsessed with music. I love film scores, film music, soundtracks, all of that kind of stuff. So the music for me was a a straight nine. And there's one reason it didn't get a full 10. And the small reason that it was is because there was not enough John Williams. And I have said this about the last two movies. There is not enough John Williams. This is a Jurassic Park film, right? It's a Jurassic Park film. I get that it's called Jurassic World, but in its essence, it is a Jurassic Park film. You also have the three OGs returning in this movie. So you have 
ample opportunity to play on the John Williams themes. All of them. Every one of them. But you didn't. There was definitely some in there, and I've listened to the soundtrack, and I can hear them. I can hear them. But some of them are so tucked away underneath Michael Giacchino's score that it feels like not... It doesn't feel like it's there. Do you know what I mean? Because it's quite tucked away. So there's quite a few themes in there that are definitely present, but not enough. So it's not getting full marks. Special shout out goes to the Malta scene again for this. Because last week they released, I think it was two tracks from the movie. It might have been one. Okay, so just for some background, this takes place in the Malta chase scene. And the first probably five minutes or four minutes of this scene is zero music. It's just sound effects and incredible shots and these motorbikes and cars driving through the city. So I'm going to play the first like couple seconds for you because then this comes in. Now, keep in mind, this was the first track that I heard from the movie and it did not fit the Jurassic World sort of mix. So first let's play it, then I'll talk about it. All right, so as you can see, it doesn't really fit in with where you would think it would fit in, which is really interesting because when I saw it in the movie, it fit so perfectly. And it just slotted into place like it was designed and meant to be there. It felt right. It felt beautiful. It felt incredible, actually. So music is a nine. I spent that whole that time talking for one track. <laughs> Lol. All right, so acting. Guys, acting was really good. It was really good. It was exactly what I was hoping it would be. The OG cast were exactly who they said they were. Jeff Jeff Goldblum was just Jeff Goldbluming the whole movie. And it's exactly what I like about him. It's funny because he felt like just I was watching Jeff Goldblum this time. Whereas in the first two movies, I felt like I was watching Ian Malcolm. Except there's such a fine line between these two people that it definitely felt right, which is so weird to say because it felt like a slightly different character. But I mean, it was nearly 30 years ago. I mean, it was 30 years ago. So that's fine. I loved it. So for acting, I'm going a nine as well. Let's talk about effects. So for the majority of the movie, the dinosaurs were incredibly well done. I absolutely loved the use of animatronics. And even though it's weird because people like CGI doesn't look real or the animatronics look really fake. But what do you want though? Like, do you want them to actually bring dinosaurs back? Because that would be cool, but also terrible, as we've got now six movies explaining why that would be bad. But I think for the most part in this movie, it's really, really well handled. So I am going to give effects an eight. And here's why I'm taking two points away from effects. It is because, interestingly enough, at the start, they do like a, is it Now This, that YouTube show? They do like Now This or whatever it is. It's like the news show where they're like, now we've got to talk about something. And... So it's like a clip that they pulled from YouTube, which is funny because it's actually on YouTube and the dinosaurs in that look terrible. They look really, really bad. Um, And it's really weird to look at that on a big screen as well. Like I felt like if it was from YouTube, they could have lowered the quality to make the dinosaurs actually appear better. But the quality of some of the shots of the actual locations was so high and so well done. They just put these dinosaurs into it and they didn't look like they fit. So had they just lowered the quality of the entire video or maybe shrunk the whole video on the cinema screen because it took up the whole screen, that would have been really probably better. But I'm taking two points away just for that because it didn't look very good. But I still really enjoyed it. 
Finally, let's talk about editing. Guys, editing's actually getting a nine. I, I know I said I was going to be a little bit more harsh on this, but um, specifically for editing, it was really beautifully done. It was a little bit slow at the start. However, it was because they had to set up the plot of the story. And because there's several plots running at once, it did take a little while to get into the movie. But I really enjoyed it because it gave me the OG cast doing what they do best talking. <laughs> and I really loved it. And I would have loved to have even more of them talking. I just loved everything about seeing them on screen together again. So it is getting a nine. What's really interesting though, is it wasn't in the traditional widescreen format, which I really liked. There's a video on YouTube. Let me actually see if I can find it so I can tell you who it's by so you can check it out. One sec. Got it. So the video is actually called Why Jurassic Park Looks Better Than Its Sequels. And it's by a a, a creator called Films and Stuff on YouTube. And I actually really strongly recommend that you guys go and check it out. It's an eight minute video. It's not too long. It's actually much shorter than this episode is going to be. But it talks basically about why one of the main reasons why dinosaurs look better in the first Jurassic Park film, which came out in 1993, compared to Jurassic World and Jurassic World's Fallen Kingdom. And the main reason that it comes down to, essentially, if I'm going to take a key takeaway from this video, is that this, this, the, what do you even call that? The aspect ratio, sorry, of the, of the film in Jurassic Park allows you to fit more into a frame than it did in Jurassic World, which was shot in widescreen. And I totally agree, because if you look at those two movies, it's so bizarre how the dinosaurs actually look better in the first Jurassic Park movie from like 25 years ago or 30 years ago than, you know, something that came out five years ago or six years ago, whatever it was. And it's interesting because the actual video really does such a good job of comparing that. And the reason why I'm speaking about this is actually because in the latest movie, they have gone back to the original aspect ratio, which I think did it a world of favours. You were able to have a lot more fit into a screen. You were able to have a lot more like close-ups of dinosaurs where you actually saw them. You could actually feel their presence on the screen. Now, it was not a Steven Spielberg film. It wasn't as good as the first Jurassic Park by any means, especially in terms of its cinematography, but it was good and I enjoyed it. And it did look better than the last two Jurassic Park films. I will give it that. He wasn't trying to be something that it wasn't. Alrighty. So, I reckon now it's time to, for the final score. Let's go and talk about that. But before we do that, I would certainly pause here. And I, I really recommend that you guys go check that video out. Because I really think you'll get a lot out of it. And just to understand a little bit more of what I was talking about. Okay. Final score time. Time for the final score. Okay. Final score time. Guys, storyline was a seven. Music was a nine. Acting was a nine. Effects was an eight. And editing was a nine. That is 4.2 out of five stars. Guys, 4.2 out of five is pretty good. Now... Would I see this again? I absolutely would. It is long. It's over two hours. I think just over two hours long. And it did not feel that long. The first half did drag slightly, but the second half flew and it was amazing. So definitely recommend going to check it out. 4.2 out of 5 is pretty decent. Would I take my parents? Well, guess what? I did take my parents and they loved it. They thought it was a bunch of nonsense and they were super down with it. And I I really respect that and I love them. They're so great. So yes, I would take my parents. And would I recommend it for my friends and family? Yeah, why the hell not? If you're a fan of Jurassic Park or you even just enjoyed 
the film, go and check it out because it's really just a lot of fun. Alrighty, well, that's pretty much it for me, but I really enjoyed this. Now, I haven't had a chance to see Top Gun yet. I'm so sorry. I've been so busy over the past couple of weeks. I'm really, really going to try and do it this weekend. And maybe I can do like a midweek drop next week, but do go and see it because everyone's saying it's incredible and I've got some funny ass stories to talk about with that. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great rest of your weekend. Happy long weekend for those having a long weekend. Happy birthday to the queen. I don't think it's her actual birthday, but whatever. This is going to drop on Monday on the queen's birthday Monday, because why not? Happy birthday, queen. Here's my podcast episode. I'll speak to you guys all really soon. Have a great one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Reviews by Jay. I'm pop culture enthusiast Jay Antonio. Find me weekly on Spotify every Monday by searching Reviews by Jay for the latest in film, television, and musical theatre reviews. Check out my Instagram at Reviews by Jay. I am absolutely happy to take requests for movies and let me know what you guys want to see and hear. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you on Monday.